Yep, what's going on? It's House, aka Mr. Smart City, and you are now tuned in to the Above 3D podcast, the premier spot for free thinkers, no BS, self development, and the tricky, tough parts of life that no one seemingly wants to talk about. Or maybe it is they're dying to talk about. That's actually the perspective flip. And they are. It's just tough to be vulnerable. I used to be actually be one of those people where I thought keeping everything in, being quote-unquote stoic, that was strength. Until I realized that stoicism really is about actually managing your emotions. Not looking like you have managed your emotions. And you know, I'll tell you one of the hardest parts that I've ever had to deal with, one of the when I was in two years of self-isolation, one of the toughest realizations that I came to was after reading Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, and I drove around for about three weeks in my car, just hanging my head, and I was mad at it. I said, that's not me. I don't do that. It is the ultimate ego killer of a book. And let me tell you one of those things that really got at me that I've been meaning to address for years is I knew that there's a lot of people that were in my life at one point and to this day, as you'll find out, I loved and I meant that. And I've had close relationship with these people, whether it was friends, whether it was family, and I let it I let those relationships die. And, you know, it takes two, of course. It takes two. But sometimes, taking that step forward, they were waiting for you to do that the whole time. And one of the initiatives that I sent out that I highly recommend doing, if there are people out there in your life that we used to be best friends, we used to talk to each other about everything, and then we grew apart. If there's somebody that you've been meaning to talk to for years, pick up the phone and call them. I'm telling you, is the best thing that you can do for your mindset in terms of just closing chapters on things. And you'll be surprised at the response that you get. Now, I built probably a list of 10. And I know that's a lot. That's that's how much work I had to do. You know, being in self-isolation, you don't really talk to anybody. But I had about a list of 10 people that I needed to call and either apologize to or just say how are you and when I meant how are you I mean no really how are you how have you been one of those people was like a brother in my childhood I mean we even did a little ceremony where we pricked our fingers put them together and we always had each other's backs and we grew apart and you know we we kept in touch over the years but then We went about seven or eight years without ever talking to each other. And that's horrible. It's horrible. I miss so many great things. I find out he has a child. He got married. And we were at a point in in our lives when we were kids where we were inseparable. And as we jog through memory lane, we realize just how how much influence we had on each other. And you never can really recapture that lost time. But I wasn't about to wait any any longer. I wasn't going to let it to be 10 years, 20 years, and then 
be on my deathbed if I even got that chance thinking about all the people I wanted to call and wouldn't even know how to get in touch with them. And one of those people, my brother, my actual brother, um, related, right? I can't even find him. I've tried every avenue to get a hold of him, and I cannot find my brother. And it's been a frustrating little climb. I've, I've tried messaging his friends, but, you know, Facebook and all that has kind of died. Old numbers don't work anymore. Correspondence goes unanswered. You try again. You know I'm persistent. I'll end up breaking through, but I cannot find my brother anywhere. And so I've been meaning to get in touch with him. Another person on that list was somebody that was we met on horrific terms. His wife was going through a divorce and I was newly single at the time. Met a gal at a after work type of party when I was in the nightlife scene and turns out it was his wife and he called me and wanted to basically just throw me to the piranhas and we met up and he told me you know if if you did not answer that phone call he called me at two o'clock in the morning you know cussing he he wants to you know rightfully so someone does something to his wife he wants to take care of them I instead offered to meet up with him and he told me and his friends confirmed that he struggled with with mental issues at the time but it was one of those things where it's just an odd situation to becoming very close, you know, going out of our way for each other to, to do favors, you know, helping each other um, with different things. He helped he helped me with fitness. I helped him, you know, get on his feet financially. And then I got into a bad part of my life. I made a lot of terrible decisions. And when he went back home, um, he he moved. He was only where I was at in, in my state for temporarily. But when he decided to go back, that's exactly when I started this, this terrible pattern of not being there for people for one, one time in my life. And we were supposed to meet up for his farewell, and I wasn't there, you know, and rightfully so. Tried to apologize, tried to get back in touch, kind of wiped me out of his life, and I just wanted to... Uh, apologize to him it's been tough tracking down his number uh, called him a few times it was not answered but we're gonna keep it going but I filmed one of them probably gonna put it on the house from smart city all one word YouTube channel but I wanted to pass it along that you need you, you shouldn't let too much time go if there's old friends catch up with them I'm telling you it's well worth it and don't wait too long it will free It will free your mind. It will remind you of what you meant to them once all the terrible things that maybe have separated you kind of are forgotten and you only remember the good things. So I want to pass it along to you. It's a very good habit to get into. And I will keep you updated on the status. I have a lot more. But, you know, things like my dad was another one. Rekindling my relationship with my mom, my sister, people that I went years without speaking to that never should have gotten to that place to begin with so do that make that a self-development goal be vulnerable make that first step 
Maybe they're just scared to talk to you. You never know what could happen there. So we're going to get into... So let's get into the segment here. Speaking of relationships, I'm going to tell you and break down piece by piece. How weird relationship coaches trick you into being a weak little boy disguised as an alpha, which by the way is ridiculous, but we'll go by their vernacular. So here's how the typical flow goes. The guy, usually really young, he goes through devastating heart, goes through a devastating breakup, and he's all confused about why his chick left him. He did everything right. He was super nice. He treated her with respect. He gave the world to her. It was at her beck and call, and she left him. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. He can't wrap his head around it, and that confusion leads him to anger, which leads to the motivation to search for an answer. What did I do wrong, damn it? He says, crying for months, unable to see how somebody could be so cruel after they did everything for him. And they finally get to that point where they don't want to feel like this anymore. They want to fix it. They are a hurt little deer at this point. And then it starts with that Google search. How to get my ex-girlfriend back. Why did my girlfriend break up with me for no reason? Why did my girlfriend leave me for an a-hole? Why do girls like a-holes? And it goes further down that rabbit hole. And then eventually it gets to the point. How do I be an a-hole so I can get girls? And here's where the addiction really starts with the red pill. They have their life epiphany that they think is so enlightening and the red pill that provides them all the answers the red pill provides them all the answers they were looking for notice i said that they were looking for not the truth and then a whole entire community of other guys who went through that same exact thing come together and they finally say the hurt guy goes i'm not alone it's not me it's it's women and a wave of relief sets in. That loneliness is filled by a bunch of other equally frustrated people. And they and girls. Girls. They're just sick in the head. I need to train myself to never let this happen to me again. How could I be so foolish? And then they start craving the heavier stuff. And they come across some dude waving his arms around, all passionate, one of those influencers on whatever social media profile they go to or were recommended to on video. And the comment section is like, Woo, you go, boy. Boy power. Girls have cuties. Ew. And so that speaks to the inner child who has been hurt and let down even though he tried to lead with a good heart and was fooled. He was tricked. And he says, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
And so they go on to these relationship advice, these dating coaches, these relationship gurus, and they hang on to every single word that they say, and they can't believe it. They cannot believe how silly they could have been. And so these weirdo relationship advice and so these weirdo relationship advice gurus, they give them the relief to the hurt. They stop the bleeding with validation. They round up a community of other hurt, angry dudes and cure that loneliness and keep them from ever even looking towards the exit door. They feed them larger doses of that red pill and scare them into a mobility. They scare them from ever leaving this community and this mindset. And he says, it has never been easier to go through a heartbreak. The relief, oh, I can move on with my life. I'm starting to feel good even. All these guys have been through the same thing. Thank God for this relationship coach, this community, this influencer for showing me the light, the truth. They nervous laugh and wonder. They, they nervous laugh and can't even... Put their head they can't even put themselves in a position a mindset where they once believed this and then they wonder how could any guy fall for this are they stupid why don't more guys why don't know more why don't more guys know about this and i gotta tell the world i can help my fellow boy scouts those knuckleheads <laughs> god bless them Oh, how's that stupid once? It can't be too hard on him, says the hurt boy. And so, like a good missionary would, they wait for that opportunity, that golden moment, to find another heartbroken guy just like them that they can heal. Maybe, if enough guys know about this, women will never find a date again and will be forced to act the way they should, the way that they see him. How dare they turn their back on the nice guy. So they wait, and boom, one day, they see it. Maybe on a Yahoo comment section, Quora, Reddit. Hi, I'm 15 and can't stop crying because my girlfriend broke up with me and cheated on me with my best friend and now won't even answer my texts and phone calls. What do I say to get her back? How do I get my ex back? And this new red pillar, his heart starts pumping. The adrenaline rush sets in, and now it's their turn to pass on the sage wisdom they've been soaking up for months that healed their heart to help this foolish little boy. Just wait until he sees the truth and how he's been trained to be a sucker, the red pillar thinks. And so he sits there, and he's typing out his response with speed and precision. If only he had that kind of drive in high school and college. He types out an essay. He even sits out around on online gaming to help this poor boy, this herb, this poor hurt boy who he sees a lot of himself in. And he's going to let him know the hard, cold truth. He's been fooled because, bo because boys are from Mars, girls are from Jupiter. And what was that word again? Uh, oh yeah, simp. Yeah, got to call him a simp. Don't be nice to them. Don't be nice to him because it makes you a beta male, he says. Damn, that felt good. Beta male simps keep complimenting women and so they think they're more attractive than you. It's all these beta male simps that go around 
and compliment women and put them on this pedestal and it has women thinking that they're more attractive than you, that they're higher value than you. And the key is to crush their confidence so you can assert your dominance and show them who's the freaking boss. You gotta show them who's the man. And alpha males don't show emotions. They don't get heartbroken because they're the ones in charge. They are real men. Then they pump this message over and over and over again until it sets in. And they don't even have to remind themselves. It's just natural. How could they have ever thought like a little white knight before this? How could they ever be such a simp, a beta male? They can't even imagine this time where anybody fell into this trap. And so they get angry. They get really angry that the more... They get even angrier the more they learn how stupid they were. And the more battle stories they hear from these divorced guys who got ripped in half from court. Advice like, don't ever get married. Uh, that's, the le- that's the lesson here. Sleep with as many women as you can and don't get into relationships. You'll just end up a sorry sack of shadooby like me and have to, to pay half of your stuff. And 70 other men line up to hug him. Showering him with positivity like he's a martyr. Words of encouragement. And one supreme alpha male lets out his war cry and says, These women are sick. They're sick, damn it. And then the responses flood in. Oh my God, same brother. I'm dealing with this now. Ten years I spent with this woman. I come home and find her in bed with my neighbor's landscaper. And now I don't get to see my kids. And have to give up half my pension that I worked my whole life for the injustice they're bloodsuckers and then slight variations of the story are gobbled up in high volume and it feels like a drug to them that's the red pill it's the intoxication aspect of it and soon that once weak hurt little boy in the corner who was confused as to how someone so nice could be treated so cruel has evolved into one beast of a man who promises to never be that foolish and naive again And now the anger starts to turn into comedy. They feel power in being in the know about this secret knowledge. And at this point, they even become disgusted with guys who who even fall for this. It's become so second nature, they can't even remember a time when they were like that. They see their friend getting married. And instead of congratulating him for that, the smug grin creeps across his face. You poor bastard, you're walking into a slaughterhouse. You better start saving up for those court fees and child support. The friend argues back that he's being a prick, and it would actually mean a lot for him to be there at that wedding, so he's going to ignore his comments, assume that he's still hurt. But the red-pilled, manly alpha can't respect that this pathetic, clueless weakling that he calls a friend doesn't even know what's to come he can't support his friend's inevitable turmoil and destruction that would be being a bad friend not not showing up to the wedding and why is he getting mad at me I'm trying to help him he better not come crying back what's unproven right and I'm having to he's having to cry on my shoulder after his divorce court hearing and so he sends the soon-to-be-married one. He calls friend a message and says, I just don't want to see your life getting ruined. Please just watch these videos. I'm begging you, brother. 
and he sends him the link and he's typing up all the quotes that he saw from his super guru of choice and he sees his friend as weak for eventually ignoring him cuts him out of the wedding and then he sees him as stupid he doesn't even see him as a man at this point and then he scrolls through social media over the years just waiting for the day when he can say i told you so he waits for him to fail oh my god look at tim's big stupid grin in that beta text tuxedo poor bastard has no idea what's to come a year later and there it is the nail in the coffin what an idiot a baby he had a baby with her he knocked her up he's hopeless he's screwed she probably forced him to take this picture smiling as he holds his kid then years later another kid oh my god i should just send him a tombstone as a late wedding gift And the next month, a photo of him in front of his new house after he got a big promotion at work. And he looks up the wife's timeline and almost pukes. She doesn't even work? Sackless Tim. Hopefully there's enough after the divorce to buy a new set of balls, he says. It's over for his former friend. And then he becomes angry at his wife for getting her way. Why don't more men know about how pathetic they are, how weak they are? Why can't all men be as strong as me? And they get into the heavier groups now. They're angry. They're seeing their friends affected by it. And won't listen to their reason. They thought it was so simple. Why are guys ignoring this message? And to find validation and closure on this answer, he says, I tried telling my friend and he won't listen. Why? And the comments flood in and the super manly relationship coach guru even chimes in. Because he's a white knight puppy whipped simp he has no balls he gets walked on a leash by women all to get some sex once every six months pathetic with his job that he has he could have a revolving door of women to have entanglements with but he's too much of a beta simp to see it she's got him too brainwashed and so he looks at his once college buddy in even more disgust and every now and then they catch up but he just sees Tim as some domesticated, inferior, little weakling. And every year that goes by and he doesn't see those divorce papers, he laughs. And he goes, look at that big old fat bill he's going to have in court, divorce court. Thank God I'm not him. Thank God I'm not Tim. He realizes he's already seen the pictures that are on the timeline then decides he's going to take the night off of being a savior when a guy says, I'm 17 and can't get over my ex. What do I do? He sees. He looks at the message and as he's about to type away, he says, you know, the excitement wears off and it's replaced by irritation. The high of typing out those paragraphs, schooling these people on knowledge about how weak men are. He's starting to get bored of it. doesn't provide the same high. And so he writes back, what you do is you grow a pair. You stop being a stop being a little sissy, you simp. And he says, wow, that felt good. That was even quicker than before. And then he thinks, maybe I have leveled up into the next level of alpha. And that's why the old members around the forum, the comment section, sound like this. Then the replies of advice and the mechanics behind how he was blind and just being tricked 
start to become a chore to read. He already knows this. It's like listening to the same song on repeat. So he goes back to social media to find some more betas to laugh at. Oh, there's another friend that got married. He laughs, shakes his head. Another sucker is born every day. Now, not only is he stronger than his fellow man, he's smarter. So he rinses and repeats this cycle daily, looking for new people to laugh at. And then he comes across some attractive woman. Whoa. Then he comes across some attractive women. And he says, whoa. Before he talks himself out of it. He sees some attractive women as he's scrolling, scrolling mindlessly through Instagram. And then he talks himself out of it. Uh, yeah, but women age like fine milk. or Yeah, but women age like milk. She's going to look like Rosie O'Donnell in two years. Feel bad for whoever falls for that. Then he realizes, man, I wouldn't marry her because she just hurt me. But damn, I love to smack those buns. He can't take his eyes off this woman. He pictures it. Starts feeling a high that he's been missing for a while. I'm I'm already a man. I know this content. He gets mad because he's feeling irritated. He knows the content. He knows the content. He knows that this is just a trap. But man, would it feel good just to? Nope. Can't do it. That's how they get you. He just needs some post nut clarity. He's not thinking clearly, so he strokes one out to someone who looks as closely related to that woman as possible. And there we go. Now he's back. Now he's not thinking like a simp anymore. Post-nut clarity is bliss. Can't believe he let that one almost get out of hand. And so that's his advice, everybody. Just rub one out, fella. Save yourself a couple hundred grand and the risk of knocking someone up. What idiots. And look how easy that was. 15 minutes and no kids, no wife to answer to. Damn. I'm starting to really, I'm starting to level up at this whole alpha male thing. I'm smarter and stronger than these betas. Just imagine how much money they're losing just because they don't have that post-nut clarity. And sex. Wow, how overrated is it? It makes sense why the monks are so wise. I'm starting to kind of be like a monk. Wise, strong, alpha. Every time he sees a poor fool crying over a breakup, he laughs downwards, Looking down on this peasant crying over a woman. You're freaking crying over a woman? That's like crying over a flat tire. Man, this world's getting so soft. And I guess what they say is true. All the real men have been replaced by these weak little white knighting simps. Why aren't dads teaching their kids about this? A generation of weak men these days. So sad. Oh, it's only because only betas get married and then they raise more betas, they reproduce and have more, even more betas. Just another reason to hate marriage and to not have kids. And then the years go by and they notice that one of the few alpha warriors they, ha- they respect has been a little bit quiet. Less and less does he visit. And one of them that he li- liked has even relapsed. He's freaking dating a chick now? 
No, not Broadslayer 2341. That guy's like a Viking. No, I got to talk him out of this. I'm just going to DM him. Dude, you're in a relationship? Laughing. Smiley emoji. Her parents loaded or something? Please tell me that's the reason. And Broadslayer writes back to him, Hey man, long time no talk. No, I just uh, found the right one. And the level 98 Jedi, he stops reading right there and responds, Come on, man. Don't be naive. The honeymoon stage has got you hypnotized. And once that wears off, you'll want to chuck her. Just watch. But Broadslayer never writes back. He saw the message and thought, Eh, I'll respond later. But as more time went on, the less inclined he felt to even respond. Why bother? And the formerly hurt boy turned, who convinced himself that he's an alpha male. He starts to see people he worshipped, looked up to, grow out of this phase, this toxic phase, and realize that, wow, my friends, not all of them are getting divorced. They may. But the years go by and they are still together and they're smiling in their pictures with their kids and they're talking about how fulfilled they are. And when they have a meetup, they finally meet up and he realizes that his friends, when they come together, they're talking about dad life and he has nothing to contribute. And he goes on his little alpha male speech and every all the dads around the table just start laughing and ignore him. Thinking he's joking. They don't even take him seriously. He says, ah, well, you know, at least I don't have to deal with divorce or take care of kids. I can live my life how I want. And they just ignore him. And so he realizes after that this lifestyle, he's lost so many good years of holding these thoughts that are not even true and has pretty much ruined a lot of his best years that he could have had seeking relationships like his friends enjoying the 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 life-changing experience of raising kids he thought he was above that that it made him a beta male but little did he realize that he was the weakest one the whole time and his friends may or may not get divorced it doesn't matter they played the game though he was protecting a broken heart because he thought that being nice was enough and it always reminds me of those guys who get a promotion they don't perform well and they get fired and they're surprised why and that's what happens when the that's what happens when you get the job but you don't do it the reward was winning the job itself, and that's what happens most of the time here. And that is exactly why you got to be careful with this mentality because it all comes from a hurt place, from weakness disguised as strength, and it isn't. And it could actually ruin your life if you take it too far because the thing is there's nothing weak. There's very few, few things more noble than being a great father, and we need more of them in this world. From a DNA perspective, it's most natural 
thing that you can do is seek to be a parent. And it's definitely nothing to turn your nose up at. And you talk about marriage, there's an importance. I will go into another episode about that. But really at the end of the day, a two-parent household has always proven, statistically speaking, to yield the best return for a productive child of society. And could you imagine if everybody on this planet thought like the beta or like the alpha male, the red-pilled alpha male did? We wouldn't even have a civilization. You're telling me that's primal? That's alpha? Alpha? An alpha male would let his species die? I don't think so. That's not an alpha male nature. It's to lead their society. And if you're the reason and your mentality is extinction to not build and produce, well, then your definition of a beta male in that case. So don't trick yourself. It's not masculine at all. And you are robbing yourself of great years if this is your mentality. And if not, if this isn't yours and you've been trying to explain to a friend why what he's doing is ruining his life, you got some talking points to, to pass along. You can tell him in no world, from the primal world to the modern world, is that mentality masculine? Is it effective? Is it the key to happiness? Something to think about. Point is, the wholesome life. I know so many winners, I'm telling you. I hope that they will agree to come on the YouTube channel one day. The happiest people I know have a grounded family, beautiful wife that loves them. And they don't see their kids as an expense. They see them as wealth accelerators because they have more of a drive and purpose to wake up every day for something more than themselves, for something more than trying to convince other men not to have that. Don't be destructive. Alphas wouldn't ruin the lives of, of their tribe. So Mr. Smart City out. Ciao.